Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur, a post-Formula 1 race commentary podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing well and if for some reason life is not going as well as you'd like it to, I always say take it to the Lord in prayer and hopefully some Formula 1 will cheer you up. Welcome to today's episode which is about the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. Now, before we dive into it, I just wanted to say, if it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you subscribe and uh, are able to leave a review. And if you've been here for a while, I really, really do appreciate you. All right, let's dive back into it. Welcome to today's episode once again, which is about the Formula One Purelli Gran Primeo de España 2022. Now, because that's a mouthful, I'll keep referring to it as the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. Now, this podcast is a post-Formula One race commentary podcast. So essentially what happens is that I'm going to take you through everything that happened on the Grand Prix weekend. Well, not everything, but a little bit of everything that happened on the Grand Prix weekend. Now, we are in Spain for the 62nd edition of the Spanish Grand Prix, which is the sixth round of racing of the 2022 Formula One World Championship. So, so far, this is our sixth round of racing this year in Formula One, but it is the 62nd edition of the Spanish Grand Prix. Now, the Spanish Grand Prix is one of the oldest races in the world in Formula One, at least when it comes to Formula One, because... um. Uh, actually, we began in ni- in the early 90s, and I believe that originally the Spanish Grand Prix was run as a uh, car production race. Then it was interrupted by the First World War, then it had to wait a decade, and then later on, I think in about 1967, it really became the Spanish Grand Prix, and the very first Spanish Grand Prix was won by Albert Divo. He was in a sunbeam. So it has been f- a w- around for quite a while now. And it's a favorite for a number of people. You can tell people do love the Spanish Grand Prix. When it came to attendance, there was about over 278,000 fans attending the Spanish Grand Prix. And you haven't counted the people that were watching online or the people that are listening to this podcast as well. So there you have it, the Spanish Grand Prix in detail. Now, let's take a look at the circuit. We are going to be racing at the circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya. That is in Montemelo, Spain. And the circuit itself has a length of 4.675 kilometers. But if you prefer miles, that's 2.905 miles. We do 66 laps on this circuit and the drivers are able to cover a race distance of 308.424 kilometers. That is about 191.646 miles on the circuit. When it comes to tire choices, we're still going with a Pirelli because of the tire suppliers for this season. And we're using the C1, the C2, and the C3 tire compounds, which are the hard tires, medium tires, and soft tires, respectively. And um, I don't know why I keep saying we are going to, we are going to, because I've already re- watched the Grand Prix, but ben, <laughs> bear with me when it comes to the tenses. Now, the I think one of the drivers that has won the most here in Spain, one of them is Lewis Hamilton. At least for the five previous races that we have had in Barcelona, it's been Lewis taking the win. And uh, when it comes to the lap record, it is his rival Max Verstappen that set it in 2021. It's a 1 minute 0.18 and yes, 1 minute 0.18.149. So that is the lap record. Will it be broken this time around? 
we'll have you have to wait and see so that is a brief introduction about the 2022 spanish grand prix let's take a break and when we return i'll take you through the qualifying session <laughs> Hey there, sorry for the interruption, but if you love motorsports, which you probably do because you're listening to this podcast, why not check out my new podcast dedicated to Formula E motorsport? It's called Z Formula E Podcast, and you can find it on any podcasting platform right where you found this podcast, or you can Google Z Formula E Podcast. On top of that, I also have a third podcast, which is dedicated to sharing the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world. That podcast is called Z Humorous show so if you're ever interested in discovering uganda or the beauty of east africa look for z humor show on any podcasting platform or just google z humor show all right welcome back from that short break and now let's dive into the qualifying for the 2022 spanish grand prix now, maybe just sometimes I get people who are new to Formula 1 or who are trying to understand Formula 1. So sometimes I like to re-explain things. But if you know Formula 1, you can just ignore this. Anyway, a Formula 1 Grand Prix takes place within three days, usually. So you have, like, for the Spanish Grand Prix, it was running from the 20th to the 22nd of May. So what happens is on the 20th, we do have two practice sessions, each lasting an hour. And then we have the third practice session happening on the 20th that happened on the 21st, sorry, that lasted an hour. Then we had the qualifying session as well on the 21st, which was Saturday. It lasted an hour. Then the race itself happened on the 22nd of May at 4 p.m. my time. So it depends on which time zone you're in. So it's not the same time zone for everybody. But yes, that's what happened. Now for... FP1, which is free practice session one, I can keep referring to it as free practice session one or free practice session two or free practice session three, but the abbreviations will be FP1, FP2, FP3, so I hope it helps. Now, for FP1, we saw two drivers making their very first Formula One debut. We saw Nick DeVries driving for Williams in place of Alexander Albon, and we also saw Yuri Vips driving for Red Bull Racing in place of Sergio Perez. Now, both these drivers had never made an appearance on a Formula One track. So it was quite exciting, especially for me personally, for Nick DeVries. He won the Formula Two championship and he was supposed to come to Formula One, but didn't make it to Formula One. Instead, he went to Formula E. And last year, he won the very first Formula E World Championship. And if you know me, you know I also love Formula E because I do have a Formula E podcast as well. So it was nice seeing him on the track in Formula One. Another person who met a, who came on track who was not we don't usually see him this season on the track was Robert Kubica. He took part in FP1 for Alfa Romeo in place of Joe Guanzo. So yes. And then something else that happened in all the three practice sessions was that Charles Leclerc was flying throughout. He was doing really well whatever they did with the ferrari was really good this time around on the other hand unfortunately the haas formula one team team sorry was trying to get mick schumacher's car ready for qualifying because he had suffered damage in fb3 from a brake fire all right now that's what happened in the practice sessions so just a summary let's dive into the qualifying itself now qualifying lasts one hour and uh, it's divided into three quarters. You have quarter three, quarter two, quarter one. And each session, you have drivers go out onto the track, try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. 
and uh, the last five of each session are eliminated and um, that is how you line up for the grid come the race day on sunday so we'll start with q1 which usually lasts 18 minutes so 20 drivers go out onto the track try to set their fastest times possible and at the end of the session the five slowest drivers are eliminated from participating in further qualifying sessions the same happens in q2 q2 you have 15 drivers go out onto the track try to set the fastest lap times possible and the five slowest of them are eliminated from qualifying further in q3 you have 10 drivers go out onto the track try to set the fastest lap times possible and uh, how they finish is how they line up for the grid on sunday so in q1 Joganzu was among the first drivers to go out onto the track. He was uh, he's in Alfa Romeo, and remember we hadn't seen him in FP one, I believe. Yes, when Robert Kubica sat in for him, so seeing him on track was really nice. Pierre Gasly also managed to make it back on track for his first lap of qualifying because he had suffered a mechanical issue during FP three. It was nice to see him there, and at some point in Q one, Max Verstappen managed to go fastest. He was on the soft tires. Then we also saw uh, London Norris complaining about Lance Stroll almost crashing into him in the pit lanes. In the pit lane, sorry. And lastly, what happened in Q1 that stood out for me was the fact that Fernando Alonso was eliminated. I think that really sucked, given the fact that it's his home Grand Prix. Fernando Alonso is a two-time Formula One world champion, and he's from Spain. So performing really well at your home grand prix is the goal of every driver i believe but unfortunately he was eliminated from q1 so the five drivers eliminated in the q1 were sebastian vettel fernando alonso lance stroll alex albon and nicolas latifi we got to q2 which lasts i believe about 15 minutes so 15 drivers went out onto the track set their fastest lap times and among those was mick schumacher which is quite interesting to see in fact mick schumacher survived q2 elimination and he finally moved on to q3 for the first time in his formula one career he got to actually compete in I meant he got to try and set the fastest lap time possible in Q3. And that's the first time we've seen him do it in his Formula 1 career. And it's also more interesting because he's in a Haas Formula 1 car. If you've been following Formula 1 for a while, you know how Haas has been struggling for the past years. But now it's actually... They're making steady progress is what I should say. Also, around at a particular moment there in Q2... Max Verstappen put in the fastest time, and at that moment, he was ahead of Sainz and Russell in third place. Now, unfortunately, in Q2, the five drivers that were, that were eliminated were London Norris, Esteban Ocon, Yuki Tsunoda, Pierre Gasly, Joe Guanzhou. We go to Q3, which lasts, I believe, about 12 minutes or 13 minutes. I stand to be corrected on that one. Now, in Q3, every driver on the grid had fresh tires except for the two house drivers that is kevin magnuson and mick schumacher then in q3 as well unfortunately charles leclerc spun into turn 14 ruining his lap then with two minutes to go both the house drivers kevin magnuson and mick schumacher put on fresh tires then later on in the session, Max Verstappen was told to box because he had no power. And then 
Eventually, the session ended with Charles Leclerc making a turnaround and getting pole position. Now, here are your results for the 2022 Spanish qualifying. As you probably know by now, Charles Leclerc was on pole for Ferrari. Max Verstappen was behind him in second place. In third place was Carlos Sainz Jr. and Ferrari as well. George Russell came in fourth. Sergio Perez qualified fifth. Lewis Hamilton qualified sixth. Uh, Valtteri Bottas qualified seventh. Kevin Magnussen qualified eighth. Daniel Ricciardo qualified ninth. Mick Schumacher qualified tenth. London Norris qualified eleventh. Esteban Ocon qualified 12th, Yuki Tsunoda qualified 13th, Pierre Gasly qualified 14th, Joe Guanzu qualified 15th, Sebastian Vettel came in 16th, Fernando Alonso came in 17th, Lance Stroll came in 18th, Alex Albon came in 19th, and to wrap it up was Nicolas Latifi in 20th place. Welcome back from that short break. Now, let's dive into the race itself. That happened on the 22nd of may talking about the spanish grand prix you already know now unfortunately before the race began about 40 minutes to lights out we were told that fernando alonso had to start from the back of the grid because he had exceeded his quarter of power unit element so that was his punishment and it sucked given the fact that he was eliminated in q1 and then it, this is his own grand prix and now he has to start from the back of the grid that sucked big time also, another driver who didn't, who wasn't really comfortable, I would think, was Max Verstappen because he had to have his car checked. Um, he had issues with his DRS, so he had to have his car checked right before the race. However, it was good news over at the Haas garage because for the first time since 2019, Haas Formula 1 team had both their cars in Q3. Kevin Magnussen was starting in 8th place, with Mick Schumacher starting in 10th place. And if you've known Haas's performance over the past few years, you know that this is a pretty big achievement for them. Alright, now let's go through what happened at the race, almost lap by lap. So I like to go through the race, giving you highlights, a few things what happened lap by lap. I hope I do it justice this time around as well. So on the first lap, immediately after lights out, of course, Max Verstappen went on the attack and was trying to, you know, fight Charles Leclerc for first place. However, you, I have to commend Charles Leclerc. He put in a pretty good defense within the first few corners of the race. Unfortunately, his teammate Carlos Sainz Jr. dropped from third place to fifth place on the f on the first lap. Sorry, it was also not a good start for Lewis Hamilton, who had his left front clipped by Kevin Magnussen. So Lewis actually had to go to the pits to change his tires. And the incident was actually noted by the stewards and was placed under investigation. By the time we got to lap four, everything had started, had started to settle down and Charles Leclerc was leading the race with, a, I, I believe, 1.2 seconds gap between him and Max Verstappen and then George Russell behind him. And uh, the gap between him and George Russell was now at 2.5 seconds. So the race was all right. We got to lap seven and then... We saw some chaos, and not chaos, but we saw a spin from Carlos Sainz Jr. Now, Carlos Sainz Jr. at this particular moment in lap seven was one second behind Sergio Perez. So, he as he approaches turn four, he loses control of the car, spins at turn four, then goes through the gravel. So it was not good for him at all, and he actually dropped places on the grid. So he dropped to eleventh place. We get to lap nine. 
at the same place where, where Carlos Sainz Jr. slid, turn four, Max Verstappen as well makes a mistake and it slides off and he also drops places on the grid. So Max Verstappen drops to fourth place after he manages to pull himself out of the gravel. So both Carlos Sainz Jr. and Max Verstappen slid and span on turn four. And it was their fault really, it wasn't anybody else's fault. By lap 11, drivers had started to get to, get to the pit, sorry. Carlos Sainz Jr., Fernando Alonso, Pierre Gasly, and Joe Guanzu were some of the first drivers to pit for a new set of medium tires. We got to lap 12, sorry. At lap 12, at around turn 7, Max Verstappen managed to overtake his teammate, Sergio Perez. So now Max Verstappen was running in third place, with his teammate, Sergio Perez, running in fourth place. And the other driver who was having a pretty good time was Charles Leclerc because he was leading the race with a 10-second gap between him and the driver behind him. So he was enjoying it despite the really hot temperatures on the track. Lap 14, both George Russell and Max Verstappen went into the pits, got new medium tyres and they came out in 4th and 5th place respectively. At this particular moment, Valtteri Bottas had now placed himself in 3rd position which means he was ahead of George Russell however Valtteri Bottas hadn't pitted yet lap 17 Max Verstappen comes on radio he's angry because his DRS is still not working especially because he's now within a one second uh, there's a one second gap between him and George Russell remember George Russell was running in fourth place Max Verstappen was in fifth place and there was a one second gap between him but the DRS was not working so he had to make a pure pure overtake lap 18 Sergio Perez runs to the pits gets medium tires leaving uh, and I believe at that particular moment it was I think Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel as the only other drivers that hadn't pitted we get to lap 22 Charles Leclerc eventually pits and gets the medium tires he comes out of the pits five seconds ahead of George Russell and Max Verstappen Lap 24, we see a fight between Max Verstappen and George Russell. Remember, George Russell was, I mean, Max Verstappen was already frustrated. He wanted to overtake George Russell, but his DRS wasn't working as well as he'd like it to. So Max tries to overtake George Russell from the outside, but luckily enough, thankfully enough, George Russell defends himself beautifully for a few corners. Lap 26, Sergio Perez comes on radio and asks the team to get Max Verstappen out of the way so he could pass. Lap 28 is when we saw a disaster happen for Charles Leclerc. He started losing power. In fact, he had to crawl to the pits, literally crawl to the pits. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is how Charles Leclerc got his DNF at the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. At the top of the grid, George Russell and Max Verstappen were going at it again. Some will-to-will -will action between the two boys. It was nice to watch. Lap 29, Max Verstappen really needs to overtake George Russell. He's getting frustrated now. So he pulls the undercut and pits for soft tires. He comes out ahead of Carlos Sainz in clean air. And we're now wondering, the fact that he's on soft tires, is he actually going to make the overtake and overtake George Russell? Well, keep listening, you'll find out. Lap 31, Sergio Perez overtakes George Russell at turn one, placing himself in the lead of the Spanish Grand Prix. We get to lap 36, 
and Max Verstappen is back chasing George Russell down. Now, Max Verstappen is almost within DRS range with uh, of George Russell. Do you say almost within DRS range of George Russell or within DRS range with George Russell? But anyway, you get the point. And it is Sergio Perez leading the race at this particular moment now. Sergio Perez was ahead by seven seconds. And now we're wondering, is Max Verstappen going to be able to activate DRS and make the overtake on George Russell? Or is it going to be a fight, a chase down as well? Now, love 37. I like what happened to George Russell here. He pits and gets medium tires, leaving Perez and Max Verstappen out in the lead of the race. Lap 38, Sergio Perez from Red Bull Racing also pits, gets medium tires, comes out four seconds ahead of George Russell. Meanwhile, at this particular moment, Max Verstappen is out in the front of the race, leading by 17 seconds. But remember, Max Verstappen at this point probably needs to pit again. Probably. Lap 41, Valtteri Bottas is doing well, I have to say. He's cruising in fourth place. Carlos Sainz Jr. had also recovered from his spin that he had put earlier on at the start of the race. He's now running in fifth place. Lewis Hamilton had recovered from the Kevin Magnussen collusion. He's now running in sixth place. Esteban Ocon is seventh place. Landon Norris is eighth place. We get to lap 45. Max Verstappen, like I had said earlier, Anyway, I had watched the race, but I I honestly knew he had to pit again. Max Verstappen on lap 45, pits for medium tires. And at this moment, he comes out ahead of George Russell, but with Perez having a six-second gap, lead over him, sorry. So he has not chased down his teammate, Sergio Perez. Lap 48, Max Verstappen sets the fastest lap of the race, which reduces the gap between him and Perez from 6 seconds to 2.5 seconds. We get to lap 49. Max Verstappen overtakes Sergio Perez on the short run to turn 3. In fact, Max Verstappen comes on radio and thanks his teammate, Sergio Perez. Lap 53. George Russell is not giving up yet. He pits and gets a soft uh, gets a soft set of tires, which is the fastest set of tires that you can get in Formula One at this Grand Prix at least. So he pits, George Russell pits, gets soft tires and comes out in fourth place. Immediately he a few seconds later, not immediately, a few seconds later, he manages to overtake Valtteri Bottas. Lap 54, Sergio Perez goes to the pits to get a soft set of tires as well and comes out in second place with a 27 gap between him and Max Verstappen, who's leading the race. Lap 57, Valtteri Bottas and Carlos Sainz are fighting desperately for fourth place. However, Carlos Sainz is less than a second behind Valtteri Bottas. We get to lap 58, Carlos Sainz finally manages to make the overtake on Valtteri Bottas along the main street, main street. so Valtteri Bottas now drops to fifth place. As though that wasn't enough, Lewis Hamilton also overtakes Valtteri Bottas on the outside as they make it to turn three. So Valtteri Bottas drops to sixth place. Lap 60, Lewis Hamilton is back again. He goes on the outside of Carlos Sainz Jr. at turn one and overtakes him. So now Lewis Hamilton is running in fourth place. Five laps later on lap 65, Carlos Sainz Jr. is right behind Lewis Hamilton and it looks like he could make the overtake because both Lewis and George Russell had, were a DNF risk. 
so it wasn't really working as well as they would like it to and Carlos Sainz was really charging up with a Ferrari and that was exciting because he's a Spaniard and he's in Spain it's a Spanish Grand Prix so you want to see him do good anyway it depends on who you support in Formula One we get to lap 66 and Carlos Sainz Jr. makes the overtake on Lewis Hamilton on the main street he also tries to come for George Russell but unfortunately, we ran out of time because we do 66 laps at the Spanish Grand Prix. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is how the Spanish Grand Prix went. I hope you enjoyed the summary as much as I did. I love relieving these things. And so here are your results. Max Verstappen won the Spanish Grand Prix. Sergio Perez came home in second place. He even took the DHL fastest lap of the race. Now, Max Verstappen winning it, winning the Spanish Grand Prix and having Sergio Perez come out in second makes it the second Red Bull 1-2 win of the season. So Max Verstappen won the race in first place, Sergio Perez in second place with the DHL fastest lap as well. George Russell came out in third place. In fourth place was Carlos Sainz Jr. Fifth place was Lewis Hamilton. In 6th place was Valtteri Bottas. In 7th place was Esteban Ocon. In 8th place was Lando Norris. Ninth place was Fernando Alonso, who really recovered. If you remember how he started at the back of the grid because of power unit issues, he was eliminated, eliminated in Q1. Finishing in ninth place, I think that was... He did well. In 10th place was Yuki Tsunoda. Sebastian Vettel came out 11th. Daniel Ricciardo finished 12th. Pierre Gasly finished 13th, Mick Schumacher finished 14th, Lance Stroll finished 15th, Nicolas Latifi finished 16th, Kevin Magnussen finished 17th, Alex Albon finished 18th. In 19th place was Joe Guanzu with a DNF and in 20th place was Charles Leclerc with a DNF as well. Now, here are your driver's standings in the 2022 World Championship at least by the time we finished the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. Leading the standings was Max Verstappen with 110 points. Charles Leclerc came in second with 105, 104 points. Sorry. Sergio Perez came in third with 85 points. George Russell came in fourth with 74 points. Carlos Sainz Jr. came in fifth with 65 points. Lewis Hamilton is sixth with 46 points. Lando Norris is seventh with 39 points. Valtteri Bottas is 8th with 38 points. Esteban Ocon is 9th with 30 points. Kevin Magnussen is 10th with 15 points. Yuki Tsunoda is 11th with 11 points. Daniel Ricciardo is 12th with 11 points. Pierre Gasly is 13th with 6 points. Sebastian Vettel is 14th with 4 points. Fernando Alonso is 15th with 4 points. Alexander Albon is 16th with 3 points. Lance Stroll is 17th with 2 points. Joe Guanzu is 18th with 1 point. Mick Schumacher is 19th with no point. Nico Halkenberg is 20th with no point. And Nicolas Latif is 21st with no point. When it comes to the constructors, here are the standings. Red Bull Racing is leading with 195 points. Ferrari is behind them in second place with 169 points. Mercedes is third with 120 points. McLaren is 4th with 50 points. Alfa Romeo is 5th with 39 points. Alpine is 6th with 34 points. Alfa Turi comes in 7th with 17 points. Haas Formula 1 team comes in 8th with 15 points. 
Aston Martin comes in ninth with six points. And to round it all up, Williams comes in 10th with three points. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a summary of the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. It was, I just really enjoyed it. I think I just love Formula One anyway. As I hope you enjoyed it. If you love to connect, please don't hesitate. My Instagram page is Humura Ruth. That is H-U-M-U-R-A underscore Ruth. The Instagram page for this podcast is ZF1 Amateur Podcast. And on Twitter, my handle is at Formula One Amateur. If you prefer email, my email address is mbabaziruth77 at gmail.com. That is spelled as M-B-A-V-A-Z-I-R-U-T-H 77 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you at the next Grand Prix.